What's up, everyone? Welcome to Among the Wolves. I'm your host, Amber. And this episode, I'm going to call Matthew 715 Warning. Um, the scriptures that we're going to use for this lesson are Matthew 7, verses 15 through 23. I'm also going to be in Deuteronomy. Um, let me find my chapter. Chapter 18, verses 20 through 22. Just a quick reference for you guys there. Uh, so for this episode... Episode number two, we're super excited about. We're going to dig into the scripture that inspired and drove this whole podcast, right? I told you on the intro that Matthew chapter 7 was the one scripture that kept coming to mind. Um, again, I like to use the King James Version, so when I reference scripture, I'll always say KJV. That way, you know, if you're reading along in your Bible and something is phrased different, you know what I'm reading from. That way you can cross-reference or study how you need to study. Um, but I'll always be referencing from the KJV. But before we really dig into this podcast and start this study, I want to say a quick prayer for us. Um, then we'll get started, okay? God, I just thank you for another day just to serve you and to love you and to do your will, God. And I thank you for giving us Jesus so we can have the eternal life that you promised to us. And I pray that as we start this study, that you help us to listen to your word and get what is needed from you. And I pray that we do all this to your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, so I told you our scriptures were going to be starting in Matthew chapter 7. I actually want to jump back two verses from verse 15. So we're going to start at verse 13. And you'll have to bear with me. I'm trying to juggle my notes in my Bible and get all this going. So Matthew 7, chapter 7, verses 13 through 14. It says this. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So that gives us our first great mental picture, right? That the road to eternal life is narrow, and it demands our obedience, and it demands our attention and our focus. That we make it to the narrow path, because this world is filled with so many distractions, and so many teachings, and so many other things that we can get caught up with that if we aren't focused on our spiritual life and our journey and God's word that it's going to be really easy for us to get tripped up and end up on that broad way which we know leads to destruction and doesn't lead us to eternal life like we're promised so now we're going to go ahead and start into the rest of chapter 17 I want to emphasize again that making it in that straight gate and that narrow way that's that's our whole goal right our whole goal is to serve god with our whole hearts and to do his will so i want us to keep in mind that it's like so important that we read god's word for ourselves and that we study just so we can make sure that we're doing daily checks of our spiritual life and know that we are on that straight way narrow way and that we've not taken a turn and gone down this broad path right that leads to destruction So Matthew chapter 17, starting in verse 15, says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? 
Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. And a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not and every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in thy day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have not cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So, now that we've read through our core scriptures, let's walk through and break them down and take it step by step. Let's start with, what is a false prophet? And when I got to thinking, we find in scripture several, several examples of what God deems a false prophet and their punishments. And I'm going to cover one of the main scriptures that I think gives us the best biblical definition of what a false prophet is. But let's look at what a false prophet is explained from a natural source, right? So when I was looking at false prophets and trying to find all the great definitions, the best explanation that I found was from Wikipedia. And it says this. It says that a false prophet is a person who falsely claims the gift of prophecy or divine inspiration. Or they claim to speak for God or make such claims for evil. So we're told by this description that according to Wikipedia, a false prophet is someone who claims to have a word from God. Yet they aren't inspired by God or there is nothing that would deem that they truly had a word from God. And that a lot of the things they say, they have an evil or an evil motive behind. Um, So let's take a look at what God says. So it says that in Deuteronomy chapter 18 verses 20 through 22. Give me just a second to turn back over there. I was in Matthew. God has to say this about a false prophet. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 20 through 22. And it says, But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. And if thou say in thine heart, How shall we know the word of the which... uh, How shall we know... The word which the Lord hath not spoken. Verse 22 says, And when a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. From these couple of verses, we see that a false prophet will speak even if God didn't tell him to speak. Or he'll speak in the name of another God. So there are so 
so many idols and so many other gods in this world that these false prophets could be speaking on behalf of these other gods and we know these other gods they're mute and dumb idols they don't have the ability to actually speak and it says and we're told of the harsh outcome of these prophets right these prophets that speak when god doesn't say speak or they speak in the name of other gods or they say they're from god and they're not we're told that their fate is that they should die and yes we know that all people are going to die but if you live faithfully with god and you accept jesus you have that hope of eternal life and it says that they are false and if they speak without god that we aren't to worry about the things that they speak of right we're not to fear what they say so even if they say death doom and destruction yet god didn't send them we have no reason to fear his words because we know that only god has the power to ordain that so let's hop back to matthew chapter 7 because we have a lot of verses to cover and a lot of ground to cover in matthew chapter 7 And we're giving a picture of the false prophets in cheap clothing, right? Which is a mental image that I really like because I like animals, right? And the easiest thing for me to do is comprehend things in the form of music or when they talk about animals. And when I think of a sheep, they're meek, they're humble, they follow their leader, right? So we're giving this picture of a false prophet in sheep's clothing, They seem like they're right with God. They seem like they're a prophet of God. They come meek. They come humbly. They come bearing a word that you could believe is true. But we're told yet they're ravening wolves. And which means they're they're going to be false teachers. They're going to be false prophets. They do not have God's will and God's intent in their hearts, right? Like... A lot of times in the Bible, God talks about sheep as being his followers. And that's how we are to be. We are to be his sheep and he's to be our shepherd. Well, these false prophets are known as wolves. And as we were looking and studying, and I was like, okay, what exactly does it mean to be a ravening wolf? What does it look like? Like that sounds like a harsh mental image to me. And when I was looking at the definitions of ravening, it means, in the case of animals, it means violently hunting for food, right? Like, these animals are starving, and they don't care what they kill and what they injure to get food. And with humans, it also has a definition and an implication that it can mean they are violent or forceful in order to get what they want. So when we look in the term of an animal, when we get that mental picture of that ravening wolf, they're there to devour their whole goal is to consume they're hungry they are wanting that destruction when we think about it in terms of people these people aren't going to have your best interests at heart they're not going to have your spiritual life in mind they're not go their goal is not to get you to that straight and narrow gate right which is our whole goal their goal is to destroy and destruct and to derail And that, to me, speaks volumes with that picture of that false prophet that might seem harmless and they might seem like they have your best intentions in mind, yet their cause is to spiritually cause destruction. 
And I love the next part in verses 16 through 20, and I'll reread those. It says in 16 through 20, it says, You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. And every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by thy fruits ye shall know them. I also love this picture of a fruit tree, right? We know in the physical, in the natural, that trees, when they're planted, they're meant to produce what they're planted, right? So the Bible tells us that a good tree is going to give you good fruit, and a bad tree or a corrupt tree is going to give you evil fruit. We know that a good tree, right, just like an apple tree, if you plant an apple tree, it's not going to give you oranges, Not that oranges are evil, but trees produce what their seed is meant to be. So if we choose to produce godly seed, our tree is going to prepare good fruit. But if we plant seeds of sin and corruption, our tree is going to produce those evil fruits, right? And we don't want to be guilty of producing evil fruits. We're called to be good trees with good fruits. Uh, This is one big sign that the Bible tells us that we could spot a false prophet, right? We can always watch their lives and see the fruit that they bear and if it's good fruit or if it's bad fruit, right? And we're we're also giving a stern warning that every tree that brings not forth good fruit is hewn down, right, and cast cast in the fire, right? We don't want our trees and our lives to be turned from that good way into a false way where we run the risk of our trees being hewn down, right? Like our goal is to make it to heaven, not to be cast out, right? We're going to get to the next couple of verses that really talk about what happens if we stray from that narrow path and what happens if we let ourselves be carried away with false doctrine and what, what the repercussion of that is and these verses right here 21 through 23 these are stern warnings and these are stern words but you know they're they're stern because jesus loves us right and god loves us and he wants us to walk on that right path so he gives us his guidance and he says this it says not everyone that saith unto me lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doth the will of my father which is in heaven Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Those to me are scary words, because... God says, it doesn't matter if you called me Lord, Lord. It doesn't matter if you did these works. If you don't have that relationship with me and obey his commandments and walk closely with him in order to produce those good fruits, he He looks at us and says, you, go away. I didn't even ever know you. To me, that's that would be scary. You don't want to walk this whole life, right, sitting in church and worshiping God and 
trying to do your best, yet you put other things in front of God, or you slack from reading His Word, and you slack from listening to sound doctrine, and you slack from all these things, then all of a sudden, your tree has produced these corrupt fruits, and you were in the risk of Him saying at judgment, depart, I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. Right, that's why I stress so hard to my kiddos in my Sunday school class and anybody that I influence, I stress so importantly how needful it is for us to get into the Word and to study out what God would have us to do and how He would have us to walk because none of us are perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. I don't think I know anybody who claims to be perfect because this life is a journey, right? And we're all on this journey to learn something and to grow. And this faith walk and this this Christian walk and this relationship with Jesus, this is something we're going to grow in until, until we reach our judgment in our eternity. So I just want to encourage you guys to keep doing your best, to follow after God, to pray and seek him and just really seek out his word and study his word that way we don't get drawn away by these false teachers and these false doctrines and these false prophets who are these wolves that we're told are meant for our destruction but you know we're given god and we're given the holy spirit and the holy ghost and we're given jesus and discernment so that we can discern which paths are right and we can seek god And he is more than faithful to give us answers and to direct our paths. But it's our choice to walk in those paths, right? So I really just pray that during this short study of these few verses that we keep our eyes open from this point. That we take in what our preachers and teachers are telling us and we study these lessons out for ourselves and we read God's word for ourselves. That way we can make sure our trees are producing good fruit, right? Because we're not going to stand in judgment for somebody else's tree. We're going to stand in judgment for our tree. So I just pray that during this study we watch for those false teachers and we watch for those wolves that are meant to snag us up and cause our spiritual destruction and that we would just grow closer to God And I just pray that you got something from this lesson, and I hope to have another one up soon. My goal is once a week, but there are going to be some weeks I'm going to be able to knock out two lessons, which will be really awesome. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Again, this is Amber from Among the Wolves, and I hope you all have a blessed week. See you at the next one.